we acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Hello there and welcome back to another episode of This Song Is Yours. I'm Simon Fink, your host, and today we've got a duo that's flipping the script on genres. It's They Hate Change. Made up of the brilliant Von Parks and Andre Ganey from the sunny Tampa Bay area, this dynamic duo isn't just about rap, they're self-proclaimed music nerds who are on a mission. Their sound has been labelled as encyclopedic and for very good reason. From East Coast hip-hop to prog rock, emo to Miami bass, jazz to drum and bass, They Hate Change doesn't just dip their toes, they dive headfirst into a sonic melting pot. A few weeks ago, they gifted us with their latest creation, the Wish You Were Here EP, which showcases not only their rap prowess, but their impeccable taste in music as well. Now, in today's episode, we sit down with Von Andre to unpack the magic behind Wish You Were Here. We explore the experience of collaborating with external producers for the first time, peek into their creative processes, and discover how each of them brings fresh sonic discoveries to the table. We also delve into the realm of their mind-blowing live shows and even reminisce about their Aussie tour at the end of last year, sun-soaked vibes in Sydney and all. We want to give a massive shout out to Max and Dave for helping orchestrate today's interview. Before we dive into today's episode, please make sure you subscribe to This Song Is Yours on your favourite podcast platform. Stay tuned with us on social media. All the details are nestled in today's show notes. So let's get into today's episode with Day Hate Change. Please welcome to This Song Is Yours, Von and Dre from They Hate Change. Von, Dre, welcome. How are we? Hey, thank you. We're good. Yeah. Chilling, you know. Moving, moving and grooving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving and grooving completely. Um, yeah, it was just uh, loading up the NPC just now, actually. So, you know, it, it's coming. <laughs> Look, I'm love. I'm loving hearing that uh, that you are moving and grooving. It is a very exciting time for you, for you both at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a brand new EP out for They Hate Change. It is called Wish You Were Here. It is a fantastic collection of songs. So, firstly, congratulations on this release. How are you, how are you both feeling with these uh, tracks out now in the world? Oh man, pretty damn good. Um, you know, it, it's always good to just uh, to get it out there and see how everybody's feeling about it. Um, but we we wrote test songs for a long time, honestly. Um, and some of these songs were like, you know, these songs were made on the road. So it's kind of like we've been road testing and road creating. And now it's like, all right, now we just get to sit back. People can listen to, you know, the recorded versions finally after asking us like, yo, when is that coming out? Yo, what is that track? You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's right. good to hear all this. You can't always forever remain tight sealed. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. yeah. 100%. With, um, with road testing songs, and then having them on the EP, does that kind of take some of the, I'm, I'm not certain whether either of you are, are nervous mm. kind of people, but like, does it take the nerves out of releasing it if you know that you've already kind of had that connection with the track in a live setting? In a way, yeah, it's kind of, it's certified already, you know? Um, yeah. To be fair, it's kind of, it's certified before we even put it in the set, really. We're like, all right, nah, this is a joint. 
But then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> once we've already, once we've been performing it on the road for like six months or something like that, it's like, all right, yeah, like this, this should go because the people that have seen it go is really going, you know? 100%. <laughs> with this, um, with this new collection of songs, I know that previously you guys had kind of, um, you had produced music between yourselves. I know, uh, this time I think you kind of experimented with outside producers and had some other kind of people bring their bring their kind of work into uh, the world of Day Hey Change. What mm-hmm. was that kind of experience like and what kind of inspired the thought to bring other producers in? We 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 do, you know, we work with, you know, other artists as well. I think in this case it was it was out of necessity and I mean that in a good way. Mm. Um, oh, cause you know, we had been on the road so much and it was like, you know, trying to still be creative and active at the same time. And we're also meeting and having new friends as well too. So it's just, it kind of, uh, lent us and kind of put us in a different creative space as well too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It put, it put us in that space where we're, we're outside of the bedroom, you know, sort of our, you know, our echo chamber, if you will, not that we ever felt trapped in that but being out in london for the first time and linking up with wulu and it's like oh okay here's another one of us you know what i mean all right cool now we can Mm -hmm. we can do even more now you know we're linking with 96 back in manchester it's like okay here's another another person from the tribe you know so all right let's you know let's let's make this work i absolutely love that was there a different approach with different producers i imagine different producers work in different capacities did you find that and we don't have to to name or dox anyone but did you find that there were certain producers that you clicked with instantly or some that you kind of found a different way of working that then maybe you could utilize in your own way all of these i think we would click with instantly i think that's kind of the thing with people that we work with in general um even like you know on our on our uh debut finally new um having some tracks on there co-produced by nick leon is like as soon as we linked up with nick leon we knocked out like eight tracks together you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we it clicked instantly and i think that that's kind of the only way that things sort of work for us we've been in sessions where it's like we might have linked with another producer or something and things didn't really you know link quite instantly and so we don't we didn't come out on the other side with anything and not that that's a bad thing it's just like oh maybe we needed to catch this person's vibe a little bit longer maybe we need to go eat or something like that you know what i mean like some some sort of thing you know and i think that yeah figure out a way to break the ice exactly exactly rather than just like hop straight into the studio because most of the people that we work with on an outside level that is what it's like it's like we've either been respecting each other from afar for a while and then we finally link up or it's like okay we we randomly met somewhere and now we're like okay yo let's just we done went to the bar or something like that all right cool now we just chilling all right now tomorrow let's get in a session you know <laughs> like that so so i think it's right. musically it's easy to click instantly that way you know yeah i, th- I think it, it's almost it's coming down to like a, a level of trust almost in that if you can find that connection and it sounds horribly cliche so i apologize but if you can find that connection on like a human level and like an interest and respect level it makes it that much easier to then be able to work in the studio with one another being able to kind of say this works this doesn't work let's look at like these influences or something like that i imagine definitely because we the, yeah, the music our exactly. music is about us you know <laughs> like we we are the people that we talk about in our songs so that that personal connection has to be there. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, With this EP, it does kind of cover such like a a wide gamut of genres. And I know that especially in the last number of years, kind of we we are post-genre, the the genre is kind of, or classifying things by a single genre is kind of redundant because you can have so many things that kind of play into your art and your music and the way that you create it. True. When looking at it like that, is there elements of like, I guess, how do you both separately bring those different elements in when you're kind of like, maybe we could do this, maybe we could do that. Maybe I'll find, I'll ask you first. Like, yeah, how do you bring these different influences to Dre? And then Dre, I'll get you to answer the same. Man, how do we bring the different influences? Okay. So I think being good listeners is the thing and just being very excited listeners. Like we're really just like, when I'm bringing stuff to Dre, I'm not bringing samples. I'm bringing recommendations. I'm be, I'm bringing, mm-hmm. hey, yo, <laughs> check this out. These guys are crazy. Yo, listen to this. This was happening in L.A. in the late 70s. Check this out. Yo, peek this. I just found this on some random-ass old blog, and most of the links are dead. But this one still worked. Like, yo, but this shit is crazy, right? Like, we're just we're just finding shit to listen to, you know? And then after, mm. you know, just a lot of time listening and just listening and listening, we're just, like, just listening as listeners, that stuff just starts to automatically work its way in, you know? And then in our process, when we just get started up, it's like, okay, as for some reason, when my hands go to laying down a drum, now they're moving like that, like what we've been listening to. You know what I mean? Like, and then that's when Dre might be like, hey, yo, what about that thing you was talking about? Like, yo, we might try something like that. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, dig it. And that's when it becomes the, the super intentional aspect of it. But I, I think that's generally how it goes, you know? That's awesome. Dre, is that the, the same for yourself? Yeah, I w- I would kind of say like yeah, because it's a, it's a bit um, it, it it does revolve a lot around like sharing and just like the excitement and the fandom, uh, you know, of of music because you know we're that's all you know a, a part of the reason why we're here. Just you know we're all friends of of the art, but you know just that excitement of being able to share. I almost kind of would say it's like a bit like you know like with food or like a recipe mm-hmm. where it's like hey try this new thing out in this style. Right. And what was missing, it could be just one, this one ingredient. So for us, sometimes that missing ingredient might be a compressor or some effect to, you know, add into the side chain or a new attachment for the rack uh, that we might be able to do. And so we get to a habit of listening and kind of learning from that. And then when we're in the thick of it in our creative process, we're like, yo, this is that one thing that we were talking about or we were listening to at the moment, let's try and do that. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it's more so about like how to emulate and kind of figure out how can we do achieve, achieve those same things as well. It's not saying mm-hmm. that, you know, we're trying to, again, like put ourselves on, on that same level mm-hmm. to a degree but I would say, like, we want to be able to stand next to those who we do aspire and listen to as well. Right. So we will almost be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't try to, you know, put as much thought as we think they would have. Right. Because we care damn near just as much. We're we're a listener. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Well, it like I think it comes across in your music that you are both not just like. Uh, 
doing this for the sense of whatever kind of acclaim or whatever um, the multitude of reasons that people get into music for, you can tell audibly that you're both lovers of music and and the art of it and everything else that kind of comes with it. In, in terms of what you both said, in terms of like bringing different things, is there like a real deep cut, maybe like an Easter egg on the EP that no one's picked up on yet, but that you're like, oh man, I'd love if someone recognized that we referenced this or we kind of did something in a, in a similar vein to this. Oh, wow. Okay. Here, let's think on that for a second. Wow. We can't play an Easter egg. That, <laughs> that's, yo, I mean, um, there's a lot. I would say. I, I got one. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Dre. I got one as well. It was, well, yeah, I would say probably on, uh, Wallabies and Weegans, where I had referenced the uh, the lifetime table. Oh yes, yes, where, yes. You know, granted, it's fairly simple, but if 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 you're coming up around in any scene, if if anybody asks you, like, oh yeah, you, what do you need to perform? It's like, yeah, I know a table and a sheet. Or like the entire talk about that plain, like just white lifetime table. Yeah, white. Everybody has had that. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah. If you ever been to a noise, <laughs> so that's show, what we're saying. Ever been to a noise show? Ever been to any show in anybody's backyard? Ever been to an underground rap show in the last like probably two decades? The lifetime table, definitely. I love that. <laughs> that's a sick one. Okay. As a very sick one. I didn't even, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah I like that. <laughs> I didn't think about that when we just asked, but yeah, that's great. Um, for me, um, it's on Stunt, uh, Stunt When I See You. Um, mm-hmm. Every, I mean, that that derives itself, that's a Bow Wow song from a long time ago, Stunt When I See You. That's mm-hmm. a Bow Wow and Lil Wayne song. <laughs> and um, it's just a random cut out there, but um, every, pretty much every line on there or, that that I'm busting is referencing some other uh some other rap song or some other flow. Uh so mm. you know, uh two mic, check it three times. It sound nice. Now where was I? Like we're doing it. my mic sound nice, like salt and pepper, you know what I'm saying? Like referencing that. Uh Buffalo stance, be how we stand, probably look unkind. Buffalo stance, name the cherry, you know what I mean? Mentally been many places, but I'm from the sunshine. That's where I'm from. Jay-Z, what's your life like? Benny Siegel, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you on the foes, huh? You got the deal. You finna go and treat your nose, huh? Juvenile, you know what I'm saying? Like, little things like that. So every single line on there is is in some way referencing another another record, another hip-hop record, you know what I mean? 100%. I did love, um, I did love Stunt. As well as referencing hip-hop, I did love the, the little shout-out that you gave to, um, I think, Courtney B is Courtney Barnett. Yes, yes, it is. From, yeah, from Australia. <laughs> Courtney Barnett. <laughs> so I have to yes. say thank you for the representation within that song. Obviously, we love our Courtney B. Yeah. Um, I did want to ask because I know that you guys were recently in the country for anyone listening and who managed to catch uh, the both of you touring in December. I think you had some crazy sold-out shows um, in Sydney and Melbourne, and I think in Meredith as well. Um, what was it kind of like? Because I know that the love, we loved having you here. What was it kind of like from your perspective coming down and being able to play for some of these Australian crowds? Man, uh, I could never expect. We we have zero expectation for anything ever. You know, when when we get booked for something, it's like, oh, really? All right, dig it. Let's go. Like, we, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and we're always coming from the perspective of, like, we're building, you know. So when we get to a place and it's packed out, for us, you know what I'm saying? And of course the other people that are with us, you know, on the bill or what have you, it's like, 
oh, wait, really? Like, and we get to the end of the show and it's like, okay, we're headlining and wait, everybody's still here. And there's actually way, there's even more people here. Really? Like, oh shit. All right, cool. Like it's about to be, it's about to be sick. Like, <laughs> so it, it, it always exceeds expectations whenever we pop up and see people really popping out. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a joy, honestly. Yeah. Like it, it, def- it definitely did. I know I was saying and expressing to David earlier words, like it did, it almost, um, it almost felt odd in the sense of it's like it, it was comforting. Like we felt, we I we definitely felt welcome, and I was like, "Whoo!" You know, I, I I'm glad we shouted you all out on the record, <laughs> but it was cool. Like you know, shoot, regardless, regardless if we do, you know, fully get invited back or not, we're coming back regardless. It just it just nice. It really was. It's a big sense of community. I, I really do felt like that's what it was. I absolutely love that. I know that the shows were very well received. I know that there's been, t- well, maybe not talk in terms of um, any plans from from your side. I know people are wondering when you might be coming back. I was curious, and I might be so off the mark, whether Wallabies and Weegians are, was in any way kind of inspired by Australia, obviously just because of the Wallabies reference. That is very funny. <laughs> um, I think, I think, uh, honestly, it, it probably was the, the energy, um, that it was kind of like just foreseeing like, okay, we, we are going to be there. So how can we continue to, you know, cultivate and continue to bring that energy as far as, you know, what, what we, we do and still bring it there. Because again, on on the debut, we had shouted out um, um, you all on the track mm-hmm. breathing. Yeah, yeah. And it would, it would, it was just again like that notion of like, okay, well, we're we're doing this track now, but I know it's going to sound even better once we do get to some of these places and continue on to do that. Yeah. So about Easter, eggs, yeah, when we, when we did. Yeah, if you go back to breathing, yeah, go back to breathing and listen to Dre's like vocal on breathing. He's my shit ring off in uh, in Sydney, Melbourne. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he's he's listening yeah. off the towns. Like yeah. But now now we know how to say it correctly. Though. I was about to say you're supposed to say um you need you need to say it without the R. Some Melbourne. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Pretty spot on. <laughs> Look at that. See? Man. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I would love to know, and again, I don't want to be too presumptuous. Obviously, I think having a look at the dance card that you both have for the year ahead, I think there's quite a few dates um, that, that you already have booked in. At some point, could we expect to maybe see you back in Australia for some more shows? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that, we're coming back every year, every year, maybe two times a year. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not. Yeah, with with sunscreen as well too. Smart. And that that was that was crazy. I was like, wow, that it's really hot here. <laughs> yeah, we were on, we were on Bondi, uh, burning up, man. Like, yeah. It was mid December that you were here, wasn't it? Yeah, like the second week. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been our, our summer season. So yeah, it would have been quite hot. Would have uh, kind of welcomed you guys with the, the sunnier weather, but obviously the hot weather as well. So, look, if it's one trip a year, if it's two trips a year, we'll gladly, gladly take that. Um, I do want to ask, because we would usually ask, I guess, what they're both currently listening to. Dre, I'll start with you this time. Um, is there anything that you've 
kind of got on high rotation at the moment. You hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. Yeah, my bad. I said uh, BB Queen by um, Bahamadia. Oh, nice. It, it was saddening. It was saddening to figure out. I was like, "Oh, this came out in 2000. I haven't heard it before." Oh, BB Queen. But, but yeah. yeah, it's 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 honestly like the flows on there. I'm just like, damn, damn, this is too good. <laughs> very very solid choice. Um, Von, what about yourself? Um, what's currently on high rotation for for you? Um, Martin Rev. Uh, there's this comp called the Sum of Our Wounds. Um, I was listening, I saw the cover, I was like, oh, this is ill. And, um, normally, like, uh, when I think about suicide, like, regrettably, I really mostly think of, uh, Alan Vega, like, in name. Like, I think suicide, I'm like, oh, Alan Vega, right? Um, and that's actually a band we used to, we used to cover Ghost Rider at some shows mm. back in the day. Uh, you're lucky if you saw that. But I was listening to this, uh, to this Martin Rev project, and I was like, man, like, this shit is ill. Like, this is, this shit sound like suicide. <laughs> but obviously, yeah, there you go. And then I was like, you know, I, I took a, I took a second gander and I was like, oh yeah, right. Okay, great. But yeah, so yeah, big, big up, big up Martin Rev. Uh, yeah. Uh, great musician. And that compilation is really, really good too. It's like, I guess cassettes from like 73 to 85 is how it's kind of built. Um, so go check that out. It's really good and just drony and great. That's awesome. Definitely something that I'm going to check out after uh, after I chat today. And we're uh, checking out um, Von and Dre. They hate change. Thank you very much for coming onto the pod. And congratulations again on the Wish You Were Here EP. It's out now. We'll make sure there are links for um, people to buy it, stream it, follow you on socials uh, within the podcast show notes. But thank you again for coming onto the podcast. Oh, thanks. Bow, 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 bow. Oh, thank you so much, Simon. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for putting up with this. <laughs>